With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Saturday afternoon to you all, and uh, thank you for joining me here on another Front House Saturday here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Front House Mike, and uh, let me uh, start out r- right at the top. Uh, let me throw out the uh, the number for you to call in here. <coughs> Excuse me, 347-237-5373. That's the number. How That's how you can climb in. You can jump in with me, give me a comment on anything that's on your mind. Uh, with regard to the world of sports, uh, 347-237-5373. Momentarily, I'm going to be bringing to you uh, yet again a, another audio version, the audio side of the most recent five minutes at the Frat House uh, this uh, past week, uh, number 78, 78 straight weeks in a row uh, we've had five minutes at the Frat House going uh, that's our video production. I'll be bringing you the audio side of that momentarily. Um, but let's run around real quick and let's get you caught up to date with uh, uh, what's going on right now in the world of live sports. How about that? Uh, uh, we'll take a look real quick over at the NHL. The Philadelphia Flyers uh, have beaten, that is a final, have beaten the Ottawa Senators 2-1. Uh, to one. Uh, Right now ongoing, Tampa Bay and uh, Boston are playing, and that game is at the end of the second period, and I believe that, yes, that is tied at 2-2. That is currently, uh, that'll be going into the third period uh, momentarily. They're about to drop the puck uh, in two games that are going on, three o'clock games. uh, You've got New Jersey uh, at Buffalo. Uh, That's a three o'clock game, and over on the NHL Network, uh, you could be picking up the Washington Capitals uh, playing at the Winnipeg Jets. That's a three o'clock game as well. Uh, 7 o'clock this evening, Pittsburgh at uh, Montreal and Florida at Carolina. Those are the 7 o'clock games. 8 o'clock, Anaheim at Phoenix. And then later on uh, this evening out on the West Coast, you've got Los Angeles at uh, Vancouver and Nashville at San Jose. Uh, So that's what's happening right now in the NHL. How about a little uh, NCAA Top 25 basketball uh, scores for you? These games are all finals. Number 20, Butler, lost uh, this morning, uh, this afternoon uh, to VCU uh, and lost in a big, big way. 84 to 52, Butler went down uh, in, a, in, a, in a close, close game against two evenly ranked uh, teams, Louisville, number 10, and Syracuse, number 12. Louisville uh, came out on top in that game, 58 to 53. Way to go, Cardinals. 
Uh, you got number eight Florida. This game is the final as well. Number eight Florida uh, beat Alabama sixty-four to fifty-two. Games that are in progress right now. Uh, number nineteen uh, Memphis is uh, beating up uh, UCF uh, seventy to sixty-two. Number twenty-one Notre Dame is currently down uh, twenty-seven to forty-one to number twenty-two Marquette. Uh, and uh, the Kansas Jayhawks number six. Number six ranked Kansas Jayhawks currently are beating West Virginia uh, 40 to 29. Uh, what do we have later on this evening? Let's take a look if there's anything uh, that's uh, really, really interesting or fascinating out there. Uh, 15, number 15, Oklahoma State will pay, play Texas uh, later on this afternoon. Number 18, St. Louis uh, will be going up against George Washington. That might be an interesting game to check out. Uh, that's a four o'clock game as well. Uh, and so there you have it. That's uh, some of the things that are going on right now in uh, NCAA Top 25 basketball uh, as we are quickly approaching the end of the NCAA season and looking forward to the conference tournaments that all will be upcoming very, very shortly. Uh, for those of you that are following uh, Major League Baseball, yeah, we do have a little preseason action as well. Uh, all of the games right now that are currently ongoing – uh, are over in the Grapefruit League. Uh, at the top of the seventh, the Tigers are beating the Pirates four to nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. In the bottom of the fifth, uh, the Red Sox uh, are up on the Twins two to one. Uh, top of the seventh, uh, Yankees are beating the. Uh, I guess it's a split squad that they're playing right now for the Tigers. So the Yankees are beating the second squad over there for the Tigers seven to three. Bottom of the seventh, uh, the Blue Jays are up on uh, the Philadelphia Phillies 10-4. to Top of the sixth, Astros are beating the uh, Braves 5-1. to The uh, Washington Nationals are currently ahead right now of the Cardinals, 6-2 to in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, let's see, the Tampa Bay Rays are ahead of the Orioles, 4-1 to in the bottom of the sixth. And also in the bottom of the sixth, uh, you've got the Marlins up on the Mets 5-2. to and so I'll update some of those uh, before uh, the before we close out uh, uh, the show here this afternoon. And I think that brings you just about up to date with uh, everything that is going on live right now in uh, sports. Well, probably not everything, but at least those things that most of us are really, really interested in. Three four seven two three seven five three seven three. I got a couple of things on my mind, uh, which I'll throw out there just for the fun of it and see if uh, uh, perhaps maybe this gets anybody's interest. Uh, and if you want to call in before I get to that rebroadcast of five minutes at the frat house number 78, please feel free to do so and jump in and give me your opinion. Um, the uh, big story that came out yesterday, one of the big stories that came out yesterday, uh, Joe Flacco, the quarterback from, uh, uh, from Baltimore, uh, just won the, uh, uh, just won the Super Bowl just a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, he, you know, there was a lot of speculation about it, and ultimately the um, Baltimore Ravens have, in fact, uh, signed Joe Flacco to uh, a, a long, nice contract. Uh, he's getting himself a six-year contract uh, worth a total of $120.6 million over the next six years. Uh, this makes Joe Flacco currently the Highest paid player right now in the NFL. 
Now, uh, some of you might recall that last week uh, I had a little bit of a conversation going on here with regard to Tony Romo down in uh, Dallas. And I asked the question at that particular time, Tony Romo, is he overrated, is he underrated, or is he just maligned? Because I kind of get the impression uh, from some Dallas fans that I know and uh, from things that I've read in the past that perhaps maybe uh, the folks in Dallas and those that follow the Dallas Cowboys are are suffering from a bit of uh, what I refer to as McNabb fatigue down there um, and that they're not very, very pleased with Tony Romo. So I asked the question, uh, was Tony Romo uh, underrated, overrated, or maligned? Well, I'm going to ask the same question. Excuse me, with regard to uh, Joe Flacco, and here's my question, though. Uh, Not so much maligned, but my question is, is he overrated, underrated, or overpaid? Because in my opinion, uh, to be the highest, I I, I don't know, I just can't, you know, the highest paid player really in the NFL, Joe Flacco? I mean, when you take a look around the league at some of the, you know, quarterbacks that we've got, uh, understandably, I mean, you know he's getting in on a good situation. Uh, you know, uh, you know some of the other quarterbacks right now their contracts are not up for necessarily restructuring or renegotiation. So you know I'm sure that these things will change. But you know you take a look at Drew Brees, you take a look at uh, uh, Peyton Manning, you take a look at Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Really, Joe Flacco is the highest paid player in the NFL. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I have a little bit of difficulty with it. Um, I don't. Uh, I frankly don't think that he is worth 120.6 million dollars over the next six years. So I throw the question out to you folks. Um, you know, I'm sure the folks down in Baltimore probably think it's just fine with them. Um, but uh, I, you know, when you take a look at, uh, and certainly Joe Flacco is not done, but when you take a look at his numbers. Uh, from the seasons that he has been with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, it just seems to me that they're, well, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that they're horrible, but they're, to me, they're just kind of pedestrian. The highest paid player in NFL. So I throw the question out to you. Joe Flacco, underrated, overrated, or just flat out overpaid? Let me hear from you. 347 237 Five three seven three and weigh in on that one. Uh, I was uh, prior to the show today. I was uh, taking a look at everything that's going on in sports, uh, taking a look at all the standings in in all of the different um, leagues and and divisions across those leagues. And uh, you know, last night we had uh, the Chicago Blackhawks over there in the NHL. Uh, well, they won again, um, and, and so now. Uh, their unbeaten streak is 18-0-3 and, and uh, have certainly put some distance between themselves now and uh, the St. Louis Blues and the Detroit Red Wings uh, there in the Central Division of the NHL. Uh, they've got themselves 39 points. That's a good 15 points now ahead of St. Louis, 16 points ahead of the Detroit Red Wings. Two good teams uh, by their own right uh, in both the Blues and the Red Wings. Who saw this comment? Chicago Blackhawks, really? 18-0-3. And And so I asked the question. I'm going to throw it out there right now. When we take a look at the best teams right now, and understandably, the NHL is in a uh, a shortened season. Anything can happen here. Uh, You know, 
so many people have put it to me, people that are uh, in the, uh, uh, you know, in the know. Uh, there are so many people that have indicated to me uh, that, uh, you know, really when it comes right down to it, when the season started and opened, well, that's really when the playoff run began. Uh, so anything certainly can happen. But I threw the question out there. Chicago Blackhawks, are they the best team right now in the NHL? I mean, if we certainly just go by standings, you would have to say that they are. Uh, they've won eight in a row now at this point. Uh, you'd have to say they probably are the very best team right now in the NHL. Anybody want to jump in on that one? Uh, feel free, please. 347-237-5373. And I do have a call here, which I'm going to bring in. And uh, I appreciate my good buddy, uh, Jonathan, for giving me a holler in here. All right, Jonathan, you there? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How are we doing today, John? Doing good, doing good. Listening to the frat house, enjoying it, and relaxing on a Saturday. There you go. Well, some of us do anyhow, huh? Well, <laughs> you know, I have to, man. I'm the, hey. I am the voice of voices. I, I appreciate you calling <laughs> in because, listen, you know, I wanted to, uh, you know, we have a big, big show coming up on uh, Monday. Yep. Why big, big show. Us, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about that big show we've got coming? Well, um, you know, it, it would be a privilege and an honor to say that, uh, you know, we would be having on legendary NFL quarterback Johnny Unitas, but unfortunately, uh, you know, not with us anymore. But we do have Johnny's son, Joe Unitas, as yep. well as his fellow producer, Chris Braun. They are making a documentary called Unitas We Stand about the career of Johnny Unitas and the hardships uh, it took him to get to the NFL. And, uh, yeah, they'll be joining us on Monday to speak about this uh, documentary and, and why they're making it. And we'll also speak to Joe Unitas a little bit about, you know, his father and, yeah. uh, you know, him growing up as a legendary quarterback son. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating program on, on Monday. Absolutely. I know once we scheduled it, Mike, I know you and I were both like, wow, this is something, uh, you know, big privilege for the both of us to do. So. And I certainly hope we get a large contingent of Baltimore fans because uh, Unitas is still revered down in the Baltimore area. I uh, think Johnny Unitas is just uh, revered, uh, you know, throughout the NFL as a whole. I mean, uh, you, you know, I, I don't think uh, many come as better as uh, you know than Johnny Unitas. So. Yep, yep. So that should be fascinating. That should be fascinating. Uh, let me ask you a question. You wanted to? Did you want to jump in on uh, one of the questions I threw out there? Yeah, um, about the Blackhawks, actually. Uh, okay, go ahead. Well, first I wanted to talk about Flacco and just say, uh, you know, if, if every quarterback in the NFL could win a Super Bowl and become the highest paid quarterback in the league because he led his team to a Super Bowl, then I feel bad for Trent Dilfer, and he should have got a really huge deal from the NFL. So, uh, so I, 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 I kind of gather the uh, uh, you're, you're kind of falling in line with myself on this one. Uh, <laughs> underrated, overrated, or overpaid, and I'm saying overpaid. Yeah, I, I don't think Joe Flacco is overrated at all. I think he's a fine quarterback, Mike. We spoke about that, new, you know, numerous times throughout the uh, season here on, uh, you know, Fan Junkies Radio. So, uh, yeah, you know, very, very overpaid, though. That's uh, definitely one thing we have to say about Joe Flacco. Yep. Um, about the Blackhawks, though, uh, you know, listen, you know, Columbus, they uh, won, you know, won, won nothing over Columbus a couple of weeks ago. Yesterday in OT, 4-3, four, uh, four and I believe uh, they uh, won 3-2 against Columbus. They play Columbus again this month. Um, I, I don't know. I think Columbus might have their number in the next game. Well, we keep thinking that. You know, we've brought that up a number of times uh, on Fan Junkies Radio here uh, uh, during the week. Yeah. You know, I keep getting the feeling that at some point or another they got to lose, and yet they're not doing it. 
Yeah. I mean, just when you think that they might, you know, you know, I was watching that game last night, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, they might, they might lose this one. They might. Nope, they pull it out. So I mean, it's. They're just amazing, man. I, I, I just, you know what? I, I really don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, especially with Crawford out, Emery starting last night. Uh, you know, if it was any time for the Blackhawks to lose, it should have been last night. And yet, they score an overtime goal real quick, and exactly. uh, you know, take off with the win. I, you know, you know, sometimes I look at it, Mike, and uh, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, you know what? I, I really am, but. You know, after Brent Seabrook's goal last night, I was like, really? Come on, man. You know, 18-0-3, 39 points. They're going to get the 20 points before most teams get the 20 points. Yep, yep. I, you know, I, I, in some respects, as I pointed out before, I kind of feel bad for both Detroit and St. Louis for having to be in that division at this particular time. If they had been, if they were in other divisions, uh, potentially they could be leading their division. Both those teams are very, very good in the Blues and the and the Red Wings. Oh, and yet absolutely. they're being overlooked. They're being overlooked by... Uh, uh, by uh, Chicago at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's just it really is amazing what Chicago is doing. They're on an eight game win streak since their last overtime loss, and uh, you know, wow. You know, really, just you, you know, a kudos to them. They've just been uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, you know, I, I don't think enough, um, you know, props is going around to. Um, Joel, you know Joel Quenville, the head coach of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Nobody's yep. really talking about him. He's just coaching this team uh, to a point where. No other NHL coach has coached their team before, and it's just amazing. It, it truly is. It truly is. Now, the other question I was going to ask, and uh, you know, I was saying about best teams, let's take a look real quick at the NBA. Um, and let me get your, your read on that one, because that was going to be the next follow-up question I was going to throw out yeah. to everybody here. And that is, who's currently the best team in the NBA? And it's coming down to Miami or San Antonio. And when you take a look at Miami, they won their 13th straight last night. Yeah. Uh, currently have a 42 and 14 record. San Antonio, well, they've had they've gone on their runs this year as well. Uh, at one point, I believe having a 10 game winning streak themselves. They're currently 46 and 14. Of the two teams, which team is better on paper? It looks like it's Miami. Uh, you know what? It's 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 a real big toss up there. But news today: San Antonio Spurs point guard Tony Parker is expected yes. to miss at least four weeks now with a grade two left ankle sprain. Yep. That is a huge, huge loss for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, wow, you know this. You know this is going to give a lot of teams the opportunity to catch up, not only to the Spurs record but to the Miami record as well. And uh, the teams that are going to benefit from that the most is Oklahoma City, L.A., Denver, Memphis, and Golden State. Uh, I mean, wow. You know, if you thought San Antonio, and Miami were the two best teams in the league, watch out for Oklahoma City now because they're going to roll up some wins. But I have to say, right now, uh, San Antonio is the better team. They do have the better record, Mike. Uh, but at the same time, Miami, they've been playing some easier teams out there in Eastern Conference. So, uh, you know what, I'd like to flip that around and see what Miami you know, Miami could do if they were in the Western Conference. I don't think they'd be 42-14 and 14 right now. Interesting. Okay. Because, I mean, yeah. I, was looking at, I was looking at the rosters, and to me, uh, it just, I don't know, on paper, it just looks to me, I'd, I'd think I might give the edge to Miami. Uh, if it were to come down to a seven-game series between the two of these, uh, Jonathan, in the end, uh, where would you have that going? Um, it'll go seven games. Um, you know, it'll be real tough to say. It's either one of these teams are going to drive the other one down. They're going to take a lot of energy away from them. I don't see the Spurs losing out on that energy. I think the Spurs have a better bench than Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Miami, of course, has the better starters. They have the more cohesive uh, unit there. But at the same time, it's overall all-around team. 
Um, you know, LeBron and Dwayne, they can't play every minute of every game for a seven-game series and still be a dynamite unit. Spurs can roll out some bench players. It'll come down to that. If the Spurs can stick it to them and really just drain their energy from them, the Spurs could easily take the Miami Heat in a seven-game series. But they would need to be healthy with, uh, you know, uh, Tony uh, Parker going out now for four weeks with an ankle sprain. Who knows how his ankle is going to hold up for the rest of the year. So. Better defensive team, Jonathan. I'd have to give a little bit of an edge to San Antonio, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. Um, I, I don't think Miami's a good defensive team at all. To me, they only have one real defensive player, and that's Shane Battier. Other than that, right. they don't have anybody on that team that can play defense. Excellent. All right, my friend, I appreciate you calling in. I'm going to get over to uh, the replay of five minutes here in just Absolutely. a couple of moments. Sounds good. All right, Jonathan, thanks for calling in. No problem, buddy. You take care. All right, so uh, there you have the um, there you have the uh, uh, the two topics that I was throwing out there. The uh, uh, who's the best team right now in the uh, NHL? Uh, is it Chicago? How about the NBA? Who's the best team in the NBA? Is it Miami? Is it San Antonio? And uh, you just heard from uh, Jonathan Regis, who is on with me uh, here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here at noon on our regular. Five, uh, on our regular Fan Junkies radio program. And, uh, I, you know, I'd have to give it to Jonathan a bit. I mean, he certainly knows more about the game and the league of uh, the NBA uh, than than I do. So, uh, Jonathan San, uh, San Antonio, probably the better team. Do you agree or disagree? 347-237-5373, and that's how you jump in and uh, give me a holler on that one. Uh, also, uh, Joe Flacco, underrated, overrated, or overpaid? What's your thinking on that one? Alrighty, uh, I want to bring you the audio side uh, of this week's Five Minutes at Frat House, uh, number seventy-eight. Um, however, uh, as I pointed out and have uh, done so now for a number of weeks, this is a video, so you might want to take some time to go over and take a look at it. And that's easy, very easy to do. All you have to do is jump over to uh, YouTube, type in Five Minutes at the Frat House. There you'll find all of them. You'll find all of our productions there. Uh, but for this particular one, you'd want to find number 78. Uh, and then you can actually take a look and watch the video itself. Um, you can also find all of our videos housed over at our website, which is frathousesports.net. All right. Uh, I will be coming back on with you for uh, a couple of moments at the end. Uh, so if there's anything you want to give me a call about, uh, if you want to jump in on the two uh, topics that I threw out there, uh, Joe Flacco or, uh, you know, who's the best team in the NHL or in the NBA, uh, by all means, please, uh, I will stick around with you as long as you want to participate and as long as you want to call in and uh, and tell me what's on your mind with regard to those topics or anything else that might be going on in the world of sports. Anything that you might have on your mind, that'd be more, I'd be more than happy to take your calls and uh, take your conversations and your topics on that one. So in the meantime, though, let me bring you uh, this past week's uh, Five Minutes at the Frat House. Wow, wow, wow. You made it back here to the uh, Frat House on this, the very last day of February on Five Minutes at the Frat House with Frat House Mike and Sidekick. And I don't know if you gave this any thought at all, uh, but this is our 20 episode of our second season, which now means we've been on 18 straight months, 
78 straight weeks of doing what we do so well. Yep. Don't you think? Wow, 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 yeah, yeah. wow. Exactly. How about that? All right. And it was just last year at this time we were celebrating a half year anniversary. We're now a year and a half old. Wow. Time yeah. flies. I, I, it does, doesn't it? It does. You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> All right, right, let's jump right into it, though, because we've got a job to do, and we do it so well, as I just pointed out. Let's jump right into it, and let's take a look at what's happening in the racing world this past weekend. Uh, And out that takes us to Phoenix, Arizona, where we witnessed the Arizona Nationals in drag racing. Uh, And in the second weekend of the NHRA racing, um, our Brad House uh, uh, friend, uh, funny car contestant, Ron Caps, uh won his first and early in the season. Good for him. He against yep. Matt Hagen, uh, getting down the 1,000-foot uh, strip in just 4.06 seconds at 314.9 miles per hour. So that gives Caps a, uh, uh, Ron's a, a, a perennial championship contestant. Early season victory. Uh, which always helps later on as we go down the line. Um, and that was just the funny car division. How does the rest of the leaderboard look? Uh, let's take a look at that real quick. Over in the top, Fuel Dragster uh, division, Tony couple. Schumacher. Tony Schumacher yep, got a couple shakeups. Yep, yeah, we do. Tony Schumacher got a uh, early season win. That helped. Uh, he he beat out uh, Khalid Albush. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I highlighted it. I still can't do it. Khalid Al. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Belushi, yeah, that guy. Thank you. Khalid Albus uh, Belushi. Um, he was flying. Schumacher was flying at a speed of 329.9 miles per hour. Um, he now leads the leaderboard at this point, 79 points over uh, Sean Langdon. Yep. And as I mentioned, Ron Caps with his first win, he's now, uh, and he got his first, uh, first Wally of the season, 39th in his career. Uh, he now leads in the funny car uh, category, 45 points over uh, Courtney Force. Um, over in the pro stock, Vincent Nobile still holds on to that lead, despite the fact he actually lost in the second round uh, to Mike Edwards, but he still holds on to that 16 points ahead of Erica Enders. Yep, who actually won this weekend. Absolutely, that's correct but still holds on to that because of his made big lead that he got yep. from the week before. Uh, there's our NHR update for uh, this week. Uh, they're going to take two weeks off uh, until the middle of March uh, when they hit the strip over at the Gator Nationals in Gainesville, Florida. Let's go take a look at NASCAR because we have a lot of activity going on over there at uh, down in Daytona, Florida. Huh? Um <laughs> Mercifully, everything went pretty well this past weekend, uh, Psychic. We didn't have any major weather delays, didn't have any major track delays with the Daytona 500. Uh, But before we get to the Sprint Cup race that took place on Sunday with the Daytona 500, we kind of got to talk a little bit about the Nationwide Series race that took place on Saturday. And there, not everything went quite as smoothly as I guess everybody would have preferred. Um... All the talk uh, that afternoon and for numerous days, numerous days thereafter uh, was about the monstrous wreck uh, that took place in the final one-quarter lap of that race coming to the checkered 
and it, it involved multiple vehicles uh, and one of the most dramatic wrecks, I've got to be honest, one of the most dramatic wrecks I've ever seen. Um, it all started when race leader uh, Regan Smith uh, was being drafted by Brad Kozlowski, and, and Smith, he kind of made a slight wiggle as they're coming down that last quarter stretch, made a, a slight wiggle trying to block Kozlowski, and he, he spinning, Kozlowski got on his left side, spun him out of control, put him put him right smack, face first into the into the wall, right into the oncoming pack. Uh, the most dramatic images, as you can see, coming up behind me here, uh, came when Kyle Larson's number 32 went airborne up over the catch fence uh, and into and ripping a hole into the fence, uh, completely shearing off uh, the entire front end of his car, sending the front end uh, tires about 15 rows up into the uh, uh, grandstand. His burning engine was on the opposite side of the fence, um, just feet away from the grandstand. Mm -hmm. uh, the images were just absolutely uh, amazing. I mean, they were dramatic. Uh, in some respects, they were almost horrifying. Um, in the end, 28 fans injured, 14 were hospitalized, two in critical condition for a couple of days. Uh, one driver, Michael Annette, uh, out indefinitely now at this particular time, uh, with a with a broken sternum, uh, will not be racing for a, a number of weeks. Ouch! Uh, had this race, had this wreck rather occurred inside, you know, we've seen wrecks like this before. We've seen dramatic wrecks. Had it occurred inside of the oval, where it didn't splinter out into the grandstand, uh, the thinking is, my thinking is, anyhow that the chatter would not have been as dramatic. We sit back, we see these kinds of things happen all the time. And yet, within minutes after this all occurred, everybody's talking about fan safety. Um, I, in fact, actually put up a, a recent kind of editorial op-ed right on our own uh, website on uh, frathousesports.net uh, about the whole situation. Um, everybody's talking about, you know, how could this have been prevented? We see this kind of thing all the time when events like this occur right in front of our very eyes live. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, in sporting areas or whether it's in just society in general. I kind of throw it to you, uh, Sidekick. You've been following racing a lot longer than I have. Does this call for action? Well, I think any accident calls for some amount of action. I mean, th uh, this was like a like out of a scene from Final Destination. If you ever seen those movies where you know a tire flies in and kills somebody, you know it's supposed to you know be marked for death or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know the way media is today, I think you know we've talked about this every time. There's some sort of you know big story about you know the, how the media goes into things. Um, I think it definitely needs to be looked at. I mean, you know, you can't not look at it right. from a safety perspective. Is there something that could have been done, to, you know, safety-wise, you know, review records, you know, where, you know, where fences maintained properly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think you have to go through. But before everybody goes rushing to, you know, judgment about, you know, you need to move this back or you need to do that, well, that's you know, look at it. Do do the you know go through do the investigation and then figure out what possible things you can do. We've seen it with the safer barriers. We've seen it with Hans devices. 
you know, the the key is that you need to to re, to investigate and then try to figure out how to try to alleviate it. When I did the research on this prior to putting together the editorial that I wrote up the other day, um, races that have actually affected fans, that is where fans walked away from it actually coming away injured, mm-hmm. there have only been four in the last 25 years, and that includes this past weekend. Right. I mean, are fans really at risk? Well, I think you there is a certain I mean, amount of risk. Most, but there's a risk I in every sport we go to. Well, exactly. I mean, you're sitting, you know, you're sitting in the grandstands watching cars going, you know, I mean, you're up to 200 miles. Game, yeah, you know, you're watching cars that are going 200 miles an hour around the track. Of course, is there a possibility for one to fly up? Absolutely. Sure. You know, there there is some risk there, and you do your best to try to, you know, mitigate that that you know that risk. But ultimately, you know, what's to keep a car from flying through a fence and Taking out, you know, a crowd of people. Or as I pointed or, you out, know, let's talk about, you know, last year Dan Weldon with his right, horrific right. crash in the fence and, right. you know, and all that stuff and all the rush to judgment about, you know, oh, you know, poor Dan, you know, Dan Weldon, you know, how can we make the car safer? You know, people in the stands and all that, right. you know. So I think it's a little bit early. Let you know, do the investigation. The well, let the let the investigators handle it. All right. And you know, and I'm sure NASCAR will do a thorough job of investigating it, and they will make some. You know, there will be some changes that will come out of it. Hmm. All right, interesting, interesting. It was, uh, and you're going to get a chance to see the video as we close out this particular show uh, this evening. I have the video at the end of it that you'll get to see. If you have not seen it already, I'd be surprised. Carl Larson's car breaking through the catch fence and, and, and some of the aftermath that occurred. Uh, let's go over and take a look at the uh, Sprint Cup race. Uh, and mercifully, nothing quite as dramatic uh, uh, during Sunday's uh, uh, Daytona 500, uh, which, interestingly enough, saw Matt Kansas uh, in his new number 20 Toyota, uh, now racing for Joe Gibbs. Uh, well, he led the entire pack for 86 laps led. I mean, no one had... And more laps led than than Matt Kansas in that particular uh, race. Uh, but well, let's just exclamation point this. He's driving a Toyota uh, and ended up uh, going out with engine trouble uh, along with his uh, well Joe Gibbs racing teammate Kyle Busch. Both of them, both of them actually went out with engine issues, and we kind of saw this a little bit. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, pre-show, yep. we saw this quite a bit last season as well. In the end, though, uh, teammates, two teammates, one and two, took number one and number two in this particular race, Jimmy Johnson taking the checkered. Dale Jr. got number two. Mark Martin took uh, third, defending the uh, Sprint Cup champion. Brad Kozlowski took fourth, uh, and Ryan Newman got fifth. Uh, your favorite driver, uh, Danica Patrick, uh, psychic uh, well, she did finish the race, yep. uh, She and in fact, ran most of the day in the top third, uh, many times in the top uh, top five, she finished eighth. So, you want to send a shout out to her? <laughs> no. Well, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but, you know, you, you, you got the ire of one of our viewers on, 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 on our, you know, put, yeah, proposed. 
Put your post, yeah, set your comment on our video from last week. Yep. They want their money. They want their twenty dollars because you made a bet. Yeah, apparently I. Yeah, they want I their need, money. Yeah, apparently I need to, you know, pick up fans. Yeah, yeah, you got to pay up the now. Off the side of the road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the monkeys might fly out of my butt. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I've got his twenty. He's more than welcome to come get it. <laughs> yeah. If let me he, ask if you, he can get his butt out of the couch. Let me ask you a question. I, I and I know that you're not a big Jimmy Johnson fan, but to get an early win like this, big? Is this big for for? Huge. A, yeah, I would think. Huge. What? And not only that, he's got the potential. He could win back to back races. Yep. Which hasn't been done in a while. All right. We're so. going to talk about that in a couple of moments. We're going to talk about that in a couple of moments. Uh, let's draw up the early uh, season leaderboard, and, and we're not going to spend long on this one because. Look, let's get it straight. It simply mirrors exactly how the Daytona yeah. 500 uh, ended. Uh, and there you've got it behind us. And you can expect that what's going to happen is that board's going to start moving around now uh, after this weekend uh, when we get into race two over at the Phoenix International Raceway. That race, by the way, will be at 3 o'clock Eastern time uh, on Fox uh, Sports. Uh, so uh, you're going to want to be checking that one out and what it's going to mean is it's going to mean we're going to need a little fantasy up, as we saw there from the leaderboard at the frat house. Yep. I'm not even in the top ten, so nah, give not me a, a good, give not a good week. Head here, I need a little help. Just in case you were curious, <laughs> I'll give you a quick recap of how I did last week with my picks. Go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, I, I was So, curious. Matt Kenseth finished 37th, out with an engine. <laughs> right. Jeff Burton, 30th, with an accident. Kevin Harvick, 42nd with an accident. Michael Waltrip finished 22nd. And Trevor Bain had some early mm-hmm. you know, brush-ups. Uh, he finished 27th. Mm-hmm. Now. You really pissed me off. Yep. Now, here's the thing. It's, so are you saying that so it's, it's super speedway this racing. This is just filler in our show. Yeah. So it, it's, super, <laughs> it's super speedway racing. Anything can happen. Yeah, agree, agree. You know what I mean? And, I think you made and also, it's it's the first race of the season. Just because you had a bad week, don't go throwing exactly. it in. There's plenty more races right. um, coming up. Right. So having said that, let's get on I to the I find your lack of faith disturbing. There you go. <laughs> um, the drama of the super, super speedways are over. We're now on to more predictable flat track short races right. where rhythm is the key on these type of tracks. So this week, we're going to look at some different drivers. Um, we're going to look at Denny Hamlin. Mm-hmm. This guy's been phenomenal on short, flat tracks. Uh, he's a little expensive at $27, but you can't argue with his success last season and previous seasons. Uh, we're going to throw Brad Keselowski in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little expensive again, $28 for Brad. But he was perfect top tens last year on short, flat tracks. A um, little bit of, we've taken up more than half of our roster at this point, just between these two drivers. So yeah, we're going to really. put some middle guys in there. We're going to, you know, we're going to gamble a little bit here, you know, and try to, you know, try to go with some mid-tier guys. So I'm going to go with Kurt Busch, who's got a win on this track, okay. and also 11 top tens. He's $17. Okay. Um, Kurt's that high. All right. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to throw in Bobby Labonte. And Eric Amarola. Okay. They're good all-around filler guys who have had success on short, flat tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby is $11, and Eric Amarola is $16. Okay. 
That takes your roster to $99. I like your final two picks. I think Kurt's running a bit high there. That's my personal opinion. And Brad Kozlowski actually jumped in value from last week, yep. if I'm not mistaken, by virtue of that fourth-place finish, probably. Yep. And um, you'll, see, you'll see that as... as uh, obviously, yeah. Trend, you, as, know, you start as, seeing the good drivers, as they start or the drivers into the that get into a role, you'll start seeing their value go up. And you'll see some guys who go on a slid. Yep. And, uh, you know... Yeah, because Kyle dropped. Kyle dropped, and yet uh, Brad went up. Yep. Uh, and I made reference to it just a couple of moments ago. Let's take a look at where the frat house league standings are right now. And there you've got two-time champion, uh, Psychic. Oh, it, it, down there at number nine. I'm yep. not even on the board, as I pointed out, because currently I'm 16th out of uh, a league of 17. So it goes to show you how good we are. But as, as Psychic just pointed out... This situation doesn't look good, Peter. <laughs> it's fine. It's early, and you got plenty of time. To and, any, and really, anything can happen on these super speedways. Uh, listen, you have a big one, and it takes out the best drivers. I just got so a Kyle Busch-type start. That's all it yep, is. Tal- Tal- I'm going to say the same exact thing when we go to Talladega. There you go. You might as well roll the dice and just pick five names You're that right. fit in $100. You're absolutely right. So. All right. Let's go jump off of motorsports for a little while here until next week. Uh, tomorrow's the first day of March, uh, Psychic. Yep. And while we're all yearning for uh, spring. Motorcycles. Uh, and that, I guess. Uh, not I, but he is. As, as Brandon uh, and I nod, yes. We can't wait to get the motorcycles out. Uh, with, Mar- with tomorrow being the first of March, uh, we are now just 30 days away from the opening of Major League Baseball. Uh, and so just for the fun of it, I thought perhaps maybe what we'd do is quickly uh, just cite some of the preseason exhibition activity that's going on over in the Grapefruit League. Uh, I don't know if you checked it recently, but the Baltimore Orioles right now are leading that uh, with five wins and one loss. Uh, your St. Louis Cardinals, where are they right now? Four and two. Four and two your St. Louis Cardinals are in the Grapefruit League. And my Philadelphia Phillies now are two and three. Two and three. They were one and three. Uh, there, there were all kinds of games this afternoon, which I didn't have a chance to update on my notes here. But I've got it right in front of me. Uh, and there we are with the Grapefruit League. Over in the Arizona Cactus League, um, my AL sleeper uh, team, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, how about this? They are 6-0. and 6-0 record. Um, the, uh, let's see, Seattle Mariners right now are 6-1. and one. Um... Previously in the basement were uh, were the uh, were the uh, Josh Hamilton less uh, Texas Rangers, but they've now been replaced by the Los Angeles Angels, who have Josh Hamilton. <laughs> oh, and, oh, and they also ironic. have my friend. That's ironic. Albert Pujols. Uh, yeah. Keep spending that money. Oh, well, listen, it's preseason, folks. Yeah. We're just having some fun. I just thought. How about them Cubs? Where are them Cubs at? I just thought we'd have a little bit of fun with that. Where's those Cubs at? Uh, you want to know where the Cubs are? Let's see. The Cubbies, where are they? They are 3-2 and two at this at this card. Oh, that's not bad. All right. They'll fall apart here shortly. All right, let's go talk some college round ball because that does have some matter at this point. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It has some influence. And it's really heating up uh, with most of the top 25 teams uh, now only having about, oh, about two, three games remaining in the regular season. Next week at this time, uh, we'll be talking about conference tournaments in advance of the NCAA tournament uh, bracket selection. 
changes in the top 25 this week. There really weren't too, too many. Uh, Indiana continues to hold on to the number one spot for the fourth week in a row. Uh, Gonzaga, though, on the move. Now at number two previously, number six Duke uh, jumped up to number three, um, as did Michigan. They came from number seven uh, last week and, and, and uh, came from number seven last week to number four this week. And they'll be going back down. <laughs> we are. Last week, uh, last week's number eight, Syracuse, uh, d- dropped out of the top ten to number 12. Um, frankly, couldn't have happened to an extra guy in Jim Bayon. Uh, Georgetown Boyas, though, broke into the top ten this week. Yep. Uh, they took over at number seven. With and winning my... a fantastic double overtime game. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Uh, and the Louisville Cardinals continue to hold on to that number 10 spot, which I was very happy to see. Uh, here are the circumstances, and you already alluded to a couple of them, that may affect the list as we move forward into Monday of next week. Uh, Indiana Hoosiers lost by four the other night to the Minnesota Gophers. Some Whoops. are thinking that might put, yeah, the unranked Minnesota Gophers, far unranked. Uh, some are thinking that might put Gonzaga at that point in the top, in the top, you know, put them as number one. Gonzaga, however, is playing BYU this evening, so we'll have to wait and see how that comes out. As you pointed out, number four Michigan lost just last evening uh, to Penn State by yep. six, uh, and Penn State unranked. So things are going to get shook up again. You can bet on that one. All right. Um, now, others that did break into the top twenty-five uh, this past week. Uh, so I think we were taking note of it before. My uh, Billikens. Your St. Louis uh, Billikens. Yes. Uh, Knocked off in. local St. Joe's. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and listen, they didn't just break into the top 25. They took over at number 18. Yep. Uh, and Louisiana Tech Bulldogs uh, are now at number 25, and they were not ranked uh, last week. Now, yep. here's what I need you to do. This is just going to get more and more and more interesting as we continue to go forward, more and more intense as we go through the next 10 days, moving towards the conference championships uh, and the conference tournaments. Stay tuned to our Frat House Facebook page. I'm going to have up, as soon as CBS releases it, we're going to have our bracket challenge. And that's going to be open to anybody and everybody that wants to jump in on it. And it's a lot of fun. You're going to want to be there with us for that as we go through the entire NCAA tournament. All right, so make sure you're jumping over to our Facebook page. All right, Facebook page. That's where you need to be for that. All right, let's stick with round ball for just a couple of moments. We got 30 games, just about 30 games. That's about it remaining for most of the teams in the NBA. Um, and we're at that particular time of the season right now where we're not seeing too too many uh, dramatic changes in the NBA standings. In fact, this particular week. How about none at all? Not a single change. Uh, No changes in the division leaders anywhere. In the Atlantic Division, the New York Knicks, uh, 34 and 20. Uh, They are now two games in front of the Brooklyn Nets. They picked up a game on them this past week. Uh, In the Central Division, the Indiana Pacers continue to hold on to that one. They extended their lead to four games in front of the Chicago Bulls. In the Southeast Division, my Goodness, the Miami Heat. We've been talking about the San Antonio Spurs for weeks and weeks and weeks. You gotta start talking about the Miami Heat. Forty-one and fourteen, they are 
they are eight and a half games in front of the Atlanta Hawks, but more importantly, 10-0 and in their last 10, on a 12-game winning streak, they are. No team in the NBA has done that so far this season, and it is well worth noting. And I'm starting to wonder whether they Enjoy. really could possibly beat a team out of the West. What, they're, what, what Miami's doing is incredible. Over in the Northwest, it is still OKC. Uh, Thunder. The OKC yep. Thunder, 42-15. and 15. Six games in front of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, in the Pacific Division, the Clippers, 41-18. and 18. Seven and a half games now in front of the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs. They dropped off just a bit this past week. They're not 9-1. and one. I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks. 9-1 yep. and one in their last 10? No. They're now 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're now well, only five and a half games in front of the Memphis Grizzlies. And they just had their 18-game home streak. Yes, they did. Demont well, that was knocked off of, by uh, the Phoenix Suns. Exactly. That was part of what uh, allowed Memphis to, to, to pick up a, a little bit of ground on them. Now only five and a half games out. Um, you know, you got to start to wonder whether San Antonio is going to start to show, a, you know, 30 games. That's still a lot left to go in the entire season. Yep. Uh, you got to start to wonder whether they're going to start to slow down just a bit. All right. Uh, let's While we're talking about round yeah, ball, one more round ball. Yeah. This weekend, Major League Soccer kicks up. There you go. You're right. It starts. That's right. So I'll be in my full union gear come Saturday, and uh, we'll start having some updates on soccer. Now, uh, the union are playing. Where are they playing at? PPL Park is a home oh, game. Oh, is it a home game this yep. weekend? Okay. Home opener. And, and you're going to be down there? Good with Oh, absolutely. Saturday? I will be tailgating. Yes, And uh, who are they playing? I don't remember. I, okay. I want to say, I think Kansas City off okay. the top of my head. Okay. All right. Already a little chilly, I would think. Yeah, I was looking. It's only going to be like 40, so. Yeah, right. But I'm still going to be out there tailgating. All right, you have a good time with that. I'd rather we'll have the grill out there. And... Listen, if i got to be chilly, I'd rather be at the ice hockey rink. How about that one? Let's go take a look at the NHL real quick. Uh, only one divisional change uh, as we approach what is just about, uh, believe it or not already, folks, the midway point of our shortened season in the NHL. Uh, make no mistake, so despite the fact we are at the midway point, it is the uh, everything in the Eastern Conference right now, up for grabs, everything. What do you see this leaderboard in the Atlantic Division now? Huh, one change, there it is. That's the Pittsburgh Penguins, 13-7-0. and oh. No overtime losses for the Pittsburgh Penguins so far this year. They've got 26 points, and they are two points ahead of the New Jersey Devils. Expect that Atlantic Division to keep going back and forth over the course of the last half uh, part of the season. In the Northeast, the Montreal Canadiens are starting to... Where did they come from? I didn't expect this. They're three points ahead of the Boston Bruins. In the Southeast, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, this is the weakest division, really, and has been for a couple of seasons in the NHL. 19 points total. Uh, they are tied right now. Are you ready? This is a three-way tie in this division with both the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Winnipeg Jets. Over in the Central Division, the Chicago Blackhawks. Have you taken notice? No, you haven't. The Chicago Blackhawks, 16-0-3. 35 points. Are you kidding me? They are 12 points. I have the Nashville Predators. And the Nashville Predators are a good team. My gosh. They, Chicago has not lost a game so far this season entire season except for overtime losses, but we're not counting those as losses necessarily. 
in the northwest, the Vancouver uh, Canucks, 24 points. They are four points ahead of the Minnesota Wild. And over in the Pacific, the Anaheim Ducks now have uh, pulled ahead of the surging, surging Los Angeles Kings, who now are on a five-game winning streak themselves. The Los Angeles Kings are they're seven points ahead of the Kings. Uh, there's our hockey chat. Well, there's my hockey soliloquy. Uh, how about we go take a look at the Fred House Facebook post of the week? Would you mind if that had something to do with hockey? Sure, because I answered it. How about if it had something to do with old-time hockey? Do you have a problem with that? Uh, Listen, before we leave hockey, let's go take a look at our Frat House Facebook post of the week, which came to us from our own Uncle Mark. uh, Put up an old-time hockey family pick of six famous brothers who made it into the NHL, along with the comment, quote, to the bone, I am an old-time, I am old-time hockey. Can anyone name them all? Uh, and it became our most viewed post of the entire week. Uh, great stuff and uh, good for you, Sidekick. You were able to name every one of them in proper order, and you identified them as the Sutter Brothers. Yep. Uh, and you did it in correct order, so that was uh, terrific. And great stuff. That's the kind of stuff we love to see. Keep those posts coming over on our Facebook page. All right. I just won't talk about this. There you go. That's our show for this week. Let's run around real quick and throw our shout-outs out there. Let's start it off with, uh, as we usually do, our uh, our buddy Jonathan and our friends over at FanJunkies.net. you got to get over there and check them out, yep. join up. It is completely free social media, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, you and I have been over there for almost a year now. Yep. Going to March. March is when we joined up. <clears throat> what are you waiting for? Get over there and jump in on that. Now, to go along with that, Jonathan and I, since the end of August, have been doing Fan Junkies Radio over on Blog Talk Radio. Three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. And you've got to be checking those out. We've had some tremendous shows. We had a great NASCAR week last week. Numbers on that were terrific. We've got an NHL week coming up in about two weeks that it, it, we've got all kinds of people lined that up That one's going to take. So that's, that's, oh, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not right. All right. Uh, so check that out over on Blog Talk Radio. You're, you're just not right. Uh, our show has been getting uh, rebroadcast consistently since about yep. Thanksgiving of last year over on Herb FM Sports with our buddies uh, Chris Idell down there in Maryland. Yep. And uh, you've got the schedule. I've got the schedule. Tomorrow night, uh, 5.30 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, they're going to be replaying last week's episode. Yes. And then, uh, let me see here, from 6.10 to 6.45, they'll be playing this episode. How do you like that one? So, this one right now, the one you haven't even seen yet, it's going to be broadcast tomorrow night. How do you like that? That's great. Tomorrow night, right? Yep, so tomorrow night. Okay, there you go. Tomorrow night. All right. On Herb FM. Don't put any pressure on me to make sure this gets up or anything, Chris. Thanks very much. <laughs> All right. CLW83, how about my buddy uh, Jim and, uh, and Carl over there? Uh, we appreciate that. Jim Williams was on with us yesterday as a as a guest a commentator over on Fan Junkies Radio. Yep. And I think he's supposed to be with us again tomorrow as well on Friday. So CLW83, they've been rebroadcasting us. And they also rebroadcast uh, our my Saturday show that I do on Fan Junkies, which is the five minutes at the Frat House yep. uh, rebroadcast. I do that on Saturday. So make sure you're over on Fan Junkies. The interactive make sure edition. Make sure you're on CLW. Make sure you're over on Herb FM. Oh my gosh! Yep. You got to keep track of it all. 
Fradhousesports.net. That's our website. All right. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I need a drink. All right, now talk to me. Uh, Fradhousesports.net. I'm going to tell you that, that you want all the information. That's where you go. I just got some new content up there this week. In fact, that article that I was talking about, the editorial that I put up on uh, about the nationwide race, that is there as well. All right. Okay. There it is. We'll be back to you next week in the yep. meantime. And, and we'll be coming to you with month number 19 starting next week. So, until then, you know what you got to do. You got to keep us real, you got to keep us live, and you got to keep us going. See you then. Oh, Bowman pushed by Kligerman. Somehow they got out of it and saved it. Hornish now back behind Stewart. Up to the outside, two is Brian Scott. See, Tony Stewart just pulled his way through there to get an opportunity. And he's going to have it, too. Final corner at Daytona. Who's going to get here first? Regan Smith, 7. Keslowski, 22. Stewart, 33. And contact! Smith turned around. Tony Stewart is going to win this race. And a terrible crash coming to the finish. And this is a big, big race. Kyle Larson's car with the front end. Severely torn off. He's bailing out of the car. Part of that car did pierce the catch fencing, shy of the start-finish line. You see some of the others involved. All right, and so uh, there you have it. That's our uh, edition, uh, this week's edition of... Uh, Five minutes at the frat house number 78 again. Uh, if you wish to take a look at that, all you got to do is head over to uh, YouTube, type in five minutes at the frat house, and you will find all of our uh, episodes, including number 78 that you just heard there. You'll find all of them going back for uh, the past 18 months now, 18 months. Uh, all of them are, are right there. Uh, you can also find them over at uh, our website, FredHouseSports.net. FredHouseSports.net. As you heard there, uh, yeah, we are big, big uh, auto uh, auto sports fans, auto racing fans here uh, at the Frat House. Uh, not just NASCAR, but also NHRA. Uh, we love our uh, motorsports, I'll tell you. Um, and so certainly if you care to uh, uh, call in and uh, talk a little motorsports action, I'd be more than happy to chat with you about that one you can reach me right now for a couple of moments 347-237-5373 uh in just about 30 minutes or so we, there is a race and that will be the nationwide race the nationwide series will uh uh be kicking off that that's their second race of the season uh over at the phoenix international uh raceway i believe it is and uh, uh that'll be coming to you at 4 30 on ESPN2, 4.30 Eastern Time. So that's about 30 minutes from now. I believe I heard earlier that Kyle Busch has got the poll on that particular race. Uh, tomorrow uh, is the big uh, Sprint Cup Series race. Uh, that also at Phoenix. Uh, that will be at 3 o'clock on 3 o'clock Eastern Time over on Fox Sports. Uh, so you can catch that one as well. That'll be the second race in the Sprint Cup Series. Uh, last week we saw the uh, Daytona 500 went to uh, Jimmy Johnson, um, who gets out to an early, early quick lead uh, in the uh, Spring Cup Series. 
So if you care at all uh, and you want to chit-chat about any of the auto racing that's going on, uh, again, 347-237-5373, I'd be more than happy to take your calls. And again, I will stick around here uh, for a couple of moments and see if uh, anybody wants to jump in on uh, anything that might be on your mind with regard to sports. Uh, I can stick around for, uh, well, you know, the next couple of moments if you want. That's just fine. Um, as long as you want to keep this thing going, I will uh, I will chat with you. Uh, perhaps maybe you want to jump in on a couple of those topics that I threw at you uh, early on. Um, uh, the topic about Joe Flacco, uh, uh, where I indicated, uh, uh, as I pointed out last week, as I indicated um, talking about Tony Romo, I said, uh, is Tony Romo underrated, overrated, or maligned? My question this week, Joe Flacco, with now a $120.6 million contract for the next six seasons, is Joe Flacco Underrated, overrated, or overpaid? How about that one? Uh, we already heard from my good buddy Jonathan and myself, who, uh, well, got to tell you, I think overpaid would be the uh, description on that one. How about the best teams in the NHL? Are the Chicago Blackhawks the best team right now in the NHL? Um, certainly one would have to think so, uh, going last night and, and, and winning again. I believe they're 18-0-3 at this point. Uh, t- a tremendous run they've had from the beginning of this shortened season. Have not lost a game yet. Uh, are they the best team right now in uh, the NHL? How about in the NBA? Miami Heat right now on a 13-game winning streak. Uh, are they the best team? Or how about? Or would you say it's the San Antonio Spurs? Um, is it Miami? Is it San Antonio? Is it Oklahoma City Thunder? Uh, who do you think is the best team right now? in the NBA with about 30 games remaining right now in the NBA season. So, best teams in the NHL right now? Is it the Blackhawks or is it someone else? Best teams in the NBA? Is it Miami Heat, San Antonio Spurs, or someone else? And Joe Flacco, underrated, overrated, or overpaid? Uh, Plus, if you want to jump in on anything else that that might be on your mind with regard to uh, motorsports or NASCAR or NHRA or anything else, anything at all that's on your mind, I'd be more than happy to take it. Uh, let me give you a quick update on what's happening right now in the NHL. Uh, that Tampa Bay and uh, Boston game, that is now going final. Boston has won that game 3-2. Uh, to two. Uh, We have two games that are ongoing right now. Uh, both of them are at the end of the first. Washington is at Winnipeg. Uh, and the New Jersey uh, Devils are playing Buffalo. Uh, both of those are uh, at the end of the first period, and both of those currently are uh, scoreless. Uh, they are both 0-0 right now at the end of the first period. How about over in NCAA Top 25 basketball? Uh, as I had indicated before, uh, number 19, Memphis, uh, was playing UCF, and that game is now a final. Memphis has prevailed 76 to 67. Um, games ongoing right now. Number 21, Notre Dame, playing number 22, Marquette. And Marquette, uh, according to the numbers I've got here right now, with about a minute 15 remaining in that game, Marquette is uh, winning 69 to 57. Go, Marquette. Um, number six, uh, the Kansas uh, Jayhawks right now. 
521 remaining in that game. And uh, the Kansas Jayhawks are up on Virginia, or West Virginia, I'm sorry, uh, 79-54. Okay, and uh, that is what is happening live right now as we speak. And as I pointed out, in a little bit less than about 30 minutes, uh, you will have the Nationwide Series going in NASCAR for their second race of, of the season out in Phoenix. Okay, as you heard earlier, uh, we've got some. Uh, we got a big, big show coming up on Monday. As you heard that from uh, uh, my co-host over on Fan Junkies Radio, uh, Jonathan Regis, he uh, was telling you about uh, the big show we have coming up on Monday, where we will have Joe Unitas on, uh, the son of Johnny Unitas, uh, of the uh, uh, legendary Johnny Unitas of uh, the uh, uh, Baltimore Colts at that particular time, and. Uh, uh, this is this is a this is a special one for us because uh, uh, we're going to get a chance to talk to uh, the son of the legendary quarterback, uh, and we're also going to be talking as well simultaneously with a producer uh, that uh, Joe is working with, uh, Chris Braun. Uh, they are putting together right now a documentary uh, about uh, Johnny Unitas, uh, and, and we're going to have both of them on the air simultaneously. We will be talking to them uh, not only about the upcoming documentary. Uh, but also about the career of the legendary uh, Joe Unitas. And that, that really uh, should be a ter- terrific, terrific show. We're really looking forward to that. We've got a whole string of scheduled programs uh, coming up for you in the month of March, including uh, starting not this coming Monday, but the following Monday, we will be starting up our NHL week. Uh, and we've got all kinds of guests uh, lined up for that. Uh, throughout that entire week, and I think even uh, into the early part of the week thereafter. Uh, so we've got a whole load of guests, and we're still trying to firm up some of those. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to firm some of those up yet, uh, so we don't want to necessarily go too, too far with announcing exactly who's going to be on the program and on what days. Uh, but we know that we've got commitments from a number of former uh, players, former referees, uh, some uh sports commentary, uh, commentators and what have you. So that's going to be a terrific week as well. Uh, and uh, much further down the line, uh, we also, oh, we've got a uh, analyst uh, joining us uh, this week who will be reporting on the Philadelphia Phillies right from their training camp down there in Florida in Clearwater. Uh, so we, uh, we will have that guest analyst on, uh, Frank Close. He will be with us. Uh, I believe that is on Wednesday, I think. Uh, later on, as we get into the month, we will have uh, Lee Kleinback, who is a uh, uh, an analyst and, and a real expert on uh, NCAA basketball, and that'll be right around the time of bracket time. So uh, hopefully, he will be able to help you out uh, with uh, filling out your bracket at that particular time. I know I'll probably uh, be looking for a little bit of help, as uh, I love college basketball, but never do too too well when it comes to picking the bracket. Um, I want to thank uh, my good buddy Jonathan uh, Regis for giving me the opportunity to come out here with you every Saturday afternoon. I, I, I really, really enjoy doing this. I hope you get a, enjoy listening to it as much. Uh, appreciate it. Again, if you want to take a look at 5 Minutes at the Frat House, go on over to YouTube, type in 5 Minutes at the Frat House, or go over to our website, uh, frathouseports.net. You can also catch up with us on Facebook. That's the easiest thing to do. From Facebook, you get everything. You will get all of the notifications, all of the notices. Um, and plus, we put up posts there constantly. Um, 
you know, at least six, seven, eight, ten posts a day uh, you will see put up there on our Facebook page. And to find that, all you have to do is go out to the frat house hyphen Eagleville, E-A-G-L-E-V-I-L-L-E. Um, and give us a like. That doesn't take but just a couple of seconds to do. Everybody's on Facebook. Come on. Uh, the frat house hyphen Eagleville, and you will find our Facebook page. And at that point then, you really won't need to know anything else. You'll get the notifications about our radio shows. You'll get the notifications about uh, our YouTube uh, uh, videos that come out once a week. You'll get all of the information that you need right there. Um, all right, so there you have it. Uh, Jonathan and I will be back with you on our regular Fan Junkies radio program on Monday at uh, 12 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. I appreciate it if you would tune in to us then. And as I pointed out, you'll get that great program uh, with Joe Unitas and Chris Braun talking about the documentary documentary that they are putting together about Johnny Unitas. That should be a terrific, terrific program. All right, and so I will be back with you again next Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, and I will be bringing you at that point uh, another uh, five minutes at the frat house. Uh, that one will be number 79. In the meantime, you know what you got to do. you got to keep us real, you got to keep us live, and you got to keep us going. All right, thanks very much, and I'll catch you then. Maybe you're a 49ers fan in Jacksonville or a Jets fan in Houston, and you're looking to connect with fellow fans from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Look no further than FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net is a social networking site dedicated to fans of every team and every league. Connect with baseball, football, basketball, and hockey fans from throughout the country and throughout the world. Get the latest news, take polls, and interact in live chats on game day. And best of all, it's absolutely free to join. Sign up today at FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.